In today's first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, we hear the Lord say to the nations, All who keep the Sabbath free from profanation and hold to my covenant, them I will bring to my holy mountain and make joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. So appropriate for what I want to talk to you about today, what I want to invite you to join with me in doing. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the Eucharist and about Eucharistic adoration. What a blessing it is that we have access to our Lord in such a real and intimate way in the Eucharist, especially given the fact that we went through several weeks, almost two months of quarantine where none of us had access to the Eucharist. And remember, in other parts of the United States, um, governors have shut down everything, including churches. And so people are not even able to access the Eucharist or come into the Lord's house of prayer. We are blessed. So let me start with an illustration to make a very important distinction. An artist and his work of art. So imagine, if you will, you visit an art gallery of a specific artist. He has many and varied pieces of artwork. The artwork is beautiful, inspiring, deeply moving. It elicits from us uh, an emotional response. Looking at the artwork, you feel as if you know the artist, as if you are close to him. But do you know him? Are you close to him? No. The artwork is not the artist. Yes, the artwork does communicate something of the artist, but the artist and his work are not the same. They are distinctly different from one another. One day, you have the chance to meet the artist. You spend time with him. You ask him all about his works how he did them, why he did them, what they mean. You strike up a relationship with him. You get to know him, grow close to him. A real and authentic friendship develops between the two of you. Then, through this relationship, you come to appreciate all the more the artwork of the artist. You understand it better. And it's all the more meaningful and beautiful to you and precisely because you came to know the artist. All this makes sense to us, right? I mean, we're able to follow that. Well, what you ju- I've just described to you serves as an illustration for our relationship with God. And in a particular way, our relationship with Him in creation and our relationship with Him in the Eucharist. So follow this. God is the artist. All the created world, like nature and like being out in nature, this is God's art gallery. Yes, you can sense something of God and his created things. We can be inspired by the beauty of nature. It can elicit from us an emotional response. However, these created things of the divine artist are not the artist. 
They are not the creator. And if we substitute one for the other, we are pantheist, not theist. We mustn't get them confused. Yet, we are getting them confused. We say things like, hey, nature is my church. Maybe we don't say that in that way, but we feel it, or maybe we act that way. When I'm at the beach, or mountains, or woods, or sporting fields, golfing, biking, walking, running, sitting in my backyard, this is when I experience God, meaning I have an emotional response. But is emotion a replacement for reality? Do we place so much on our emotions that we think it's more real than reality itself? Is this what we've come to as a culture? True, true, you are experiencing something of the Creator in and among His created works when we're out in nature, but we are not encountering the fullness of the Creator. We are encountering His works. Now, to do this, you would actually need to meet the artist, meet the Creator, and spend time with Him personally, and not through mediated, created things. You would need to develop a friendship with Him, get to know Him in His personhood, listen to Him, learn from Him, who He is, how He did all this, why, and over the space of time and through personal encounters with Him, you come to love Him. This cannot and must not be substituted by mediated things. Knowing the artist through his artwork is not the same as knowing the artist. Knowing God through his created things is not the same as knowing God. In fact, here's the beautiful continuation of that. As you grow in your intimate, personal relationship with God, you will actually be able to know, love, and appreciate all of his created works better. And his works you would never allow to substitute for his person. That would be unthinkable for you. Okay, all this makes sense, right? You're following. So the question is this, how? How can we best meet God in this life? What is the purest way to encounter him? Where? Where can we come to best know God in this life and draw closest to him more than any other place in this world? The Eucharist. The Eucharist is Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God. The Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, and we're about to commune with him in a few minutes. There's no mediation, no created thing, no other location, no other experience that is more God in this life than to commune with him in Holy Communion. In the Eucharist, we experience the fullness of the person of God in this world. Jesus knew this truth, and thus he commanded us to honor this reality by honoring a time each week to commune with him 
in a way like no other human experience. That's why he commanded that we honor the Sabbath. And here in his house, in his church, in a place where heaven meets earth, in this place, we will not only come to know the creator of all created things, we will learn all the more to appreciate all that God has given to us in his creation, including, and again, here's the continuation of this, we will come to know ourselves better, his creatures, and know better what to do with our life that he has given to us. So here, Christ has an invitation to you. And my invitation to you as your pastor, Eucharistic adoration. Eucharistic adoration is a unique opportunity in this life to simply spend time with the creator of all created things, including your creator, for you are his creature. To get to know him, come to listen to him, grow in love of him, and allow him to open your mind and heart and understanding to why you are in this world and what to do with your life and what to do with all that is available to you in your life and what not to do. Spending one hour each week with Jesus Christ in the Eucharist has the potential and power of completely changing your perspective on just about everything that is related to you in this life and sets your life on a trajectory that helps you become the person the divine artist created you to become. My invitation to you is to sign up for one hour each week to spend time with the God of all things, everything, in Eucharistic adoration. Signing up to take one hour a week will help you tremendously, especially during this very uncertain and tumultuous time in our world, but it will also help our parish. And here's the question. When we come here and we say we're parishioners here, are we coming here just for me? For, not me, I'm meaning you. Is it all about you, or do we actually believe in community? Is it all about what I'm getting or not getting here? Or is it also about what I'm giving? Since the coronavirus started, the number of Eucharistic adoration adores has declined, mostly because a good number of our adores are older, and some are staying home at, at home during this time. They have been faithful for years in praying for you. And therefore, we have a lot of holes in our Eucharistic adoration schedule. In fact, we may have to discontinue Eucharistic adoration seven days a week unless more of you sign up for one hour a week of adoration. Eucharistic adoration is the power plant of this parish. The time that our faithful adorers are spending in prayer with God in adoration is the stuff that is protecting our parish, fueling our parish, keeping us open and alive, and helping us, helping so many people in our parish navigate these troubling times, whether you know it or not. To set ourselves before the God of creation in prayer is the most powerful prayer that we can offer and experience. 
We need adoration to continue. And we need ador- and you need adoration to continue. The parish needs adoration. All of us need it. Here's how you can sign up. There are multiple ways that you can discover the critical hours that needs to be filled and to sign up for one of these critical hours. I'm just going to take you through them. In person, right after Mass, in this little chapel off to your right. We have some of our Eucharistic Adoration Adore teams here ready to receive your sign-up. You can also just get your phone out and get it out right now and text Adore Him to 84576. What you'll do when, as soon as you send that text, you'll get a response via text in a minute or so after that that will take you to a sign-up genius document and you will see what is needed, the critical hours, and then be able to sign up. You could do that right now during Mass or you can just simply text it right now. It'll come back to you and after Mass you can follow the links. You can click the link from the parish website, stfrancisparish.net at any time. You can also contact... Uh, Paula McWilliams is, if you're not internet savvy, she's our new adoration coordinator. And um, you can either use her email, mcwilliams54 at gmail.com, or you can use her phone number, 740-405-7423. Also, this evening at 7 p.m., we'll send out a special flock note to you to sign up for weekly Eucharistic Adoration Hour. Uh, You follow the links, you'll discover the critical times, you follow those, and you're able to sign up. Please help us fill in the critical hours. The slots that we don't even have one person in prayer. Then remember that we really need two persons for each hour in case an adorer can't make it on a particular week, he or she can call their prayer partner, that is the person with whom they share the hour, to make sure that they will be present. And that's the thing that I want you to hear is that if you're thinking to yourself, I don't want to sign up for a weekly adoration because what if I get stuck? What if I have to go somewhere? What if my kid's sick? What if, and then fill in the blank. No, you'll always have a prayer partner. And so the two of you can go back and forth and share that time. Also, keep in mind that we have a sub-list. Folks who fill in for you and your prayer partner when neither one of you can make it. If by your generosity we're able to fill all the slots with two adores, then please choose an hour that is most convenient for you. Also keep in mind that we have all the necessary protocols in place for social distancing and sanitation. Not one single, we've been doing all summer long adoration, seven days a week. Not one single door has come down with the coronavirus. Also, if you're thinking to yourself, what do I do during Eucharistic adoration? I mean, just honestly, I don't don't know what to do or I don't know how to pray. Uh, The team will supply you with a ton of information that will fill up your hour like that. Taking one hour a week to spend time with, to get to know better and fall more in love with the person, the person of God, the divine artist, the creator, can and will make all the difference in your life. 
Taking one hour a week will also save this critical ministry in our parish, a ministry of prayer that is the power plant of our parish, the power that's fueling and holding our parish together and covering and protecting our parish during this dark time in our world. Taking one hour a week will help so many of our current adorers hold their lives together in Christ, and it will help hold your life together in Christ and help you better know what to do with the rest of your life from day to day. With all the things happening in our society today and in your own hearts, minds, and relationships, please, please take one hour a week with God in adoration. It can and will make all the difference in your life and in our parish.